If you have your Bibles, open them with me and turn to Mark chapter 10 and verse 29. Mark chapter 10, verse 29. I tell you the truth, Jesus replied. No one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for me and the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age, homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children's fields, and with them persecutions, and in the age to come, eternal life. I want to point out something important about that scripture because Jesus says, because his, his disciples were basically saying, you know, we gave up so much for you. We left everything. Um, you know, we gave up our business, you know, we just, we just left and followed you. And Jesus said, I, I, I tell you, I tell you the truth. He didn't thank them. Did you notice that he didn't thank them? He didn't say, you know what? I really appreciate that guys. No, he said, I tell you the truth. You will receive a hundredfold of everything that you gave up in this life and eternal life. Do you want to know what that means? It means that there is something in store for us in this life. It is not, I'm saved, get my butt kicked and roll into heaven eventually. No, there is a blessing that comes upon people who give up their life. And when I say give up my life, I'm not saying like that you're, you know what I mean. They give up their life for the cause of Christ, that sacrifice for the cause of Christ, that say, I am going to put aside all those other things and I am going to follow Jesus with all my heart and all my soul and do what the Bible says, that we love God with all our hearts, all our minds, all our strength. And the people who do that will receive a hundred times anything that they may have given up here and eternal life. This verse in this, in this one scripture is letting us know one of the most important keys that you need to understand about the Christian life. And that is, there is blessings for now. It is not simply, well, uh, you know, life's going to suck and then, you know, eventually we'll get to heaven and then everything will be okay. There is something for this life. Now, I want to read you the song lyrics that I'm referring to in this title. And these song lyrics, I've heard them in other songs, um, but this one, you know, just kind of annoyed me. Um, because it, it struck me as I can, I can see and I could tell that there is, um, I believe there's sincerity there. I don't believe that they're saying it in a way to like, do you, under, you guys know what I mean? Like, I, I, I believe that the person writing this it came out of the, a good heart, I, 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 but I just think that there's a little bit of, um, I would say, a misunderstanding in what they're saying. So let me read the lyrics. It says, I'm not here for blessings. Jesus, you don't owe me anything more than anything that you can do. I just want you. Now that sounds nice, right? They go, that's, a, that's nice, of course. Jesus doesn't owe us anything. In fact, he already gave us the best that he could give us when he sacrificed his own life for our sins. Jesus did that for us, undeserved. 
We couldn't buy it. Um, we, we didn't earn it by any stretch. Nothing. Jesus of his own desire, God's love for humanity, uh, because of his love for humanity, he gave what was most precious to him for us. So if we're going to say, oh, you know, Jesus owes me something. No, he doesn't owe us anything. He did more than any other religious leader or God or small g ever could have done and has done. What Jesus did, it's unparalleled. And we don't seek God for what he can do. We don't follow God because, well, I I just want stuff and I want blessings. So I'm going to become a Christian because if I become a Christian, I'm going to get, um, I'm going to get a bunch of stuff, you know? And by the way, if you approach it that way, God doesn't accept that worship. If you're worshiping God out of an insincere heart, he won't accept it anyways. So it's not going to work. It will not provoke blessing if you approach him with an insincere heart. And if you approach him out of a heart that says, well, you know, um, the only reason I'm here is because I want something. I'm going to say something. If you're taking notes, write this down. You don't have to choose between God's presence and God's blessing. Let me say that again. You don't have to choose between God's presence and God's blessing. And that song says to me that it's like, well, I got to, you know, I got to make it clear that I'm not, I don't expect anything out of God. Um, um, I just want you. I just want you. Again, I get the sincerity of heart. Turn to Psalm chapter 24. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to make this clear. I believe by the end of this, you're going to have, you're not going to be like the people in Hosea chapter four that were, that perished because they didn't know God. I believe you're going to have a very clear understanding of what God intends for his children. You know, I, I prepared this, um, I prepared this last week. And then yesterday at church, Pastor Steve preached about how the fact that we are no longer slaves, we're now heirs. Do you know that by being an heir, there are particular privileges that come along with that? That if you're, imagine if you're an heir to a particular estate, you know, if you're an heir, you're going to get something. You know, you could probably say, no, actually, no, thanks. I don't want it. Okay. But, but if you're an heir, it's a privilege. It's something that you get just by virtue of being an heir. You know, this rings so true to me when I think about the story of the prodigal son. What happened in that story? The son left and then he came back. And what happened when he came back? His father gave him everything. He gave him a ring. He gave him a robe. He threw him a banquet. He ran out to to welcome him. And why? For what purpose? Because he loved him. Because that was his son. And he, he was like, my son's come back. He was dead and now he's alive. And he gave him all of these things. And he gave him everything. Why? Because he's his son and he loved him. And it's such a beautiful picture when you look at it and understand it that way. The son certainly didn't deserve it. He left. He squandered his inheritance and he left. And then he he realized, man, I made a mistake. I got to come back. And he came back very humbled. And what did his father say? Well, I told, I knew it. I knew you'd come crawling back. I, I knew 
Sheba, that's a great point. It is given to us. It's just, again, again, we're going we're gonna to get to it if I ever get to it. It's just not the correct understanding. Let me say that again. You don't have to choose between God's blessing and God's presence. You don't have to choose. He wants you to have both and we should want both. Even in his presence, even in his presence, he gives us something. Do you know what he gives us? In his presence, there is fullness of joy. Even in his presence, he gives us something. Think about that for a minute. Oh, I'm not, um, I'm not here for anything. Oh, I just want you. Well, guess what? If you just want God, a lot of stuff comes with that. A lot of stuff comes with that. And so when you say stuff like that, I don't believe that that pleases God. In fact, I know I'm jumping. Turn to Malachi. Malachi chapter 3. Malachi chapter 3 and verse 13. Look at what it says. You have said harsh things against me, says the Lord. Yet you ask, what have we said against you? 14, you have said it is futile to serve God. What did we gain by carrying out his requirements and going about like mourners before the Lord Almighty? But now we call the arrogant blessed. Certainly the evildoers prosper, and even those who challenge God escape. Then those who feared the Lord talked with each other, and the Lord listened and heard. A scroll of remembrance was written in his presence concerning those who feared the Lord and honored his name. God is not hard to figure out. He wants to be honored. He wants to be, <laughs> he wants to be feared and respected and honored. He wants his presence to be honored. Verse 17, they will be mine, says the Lord Almighty. In the day I will make up my treasured possession. I will spare them. Just as in compassion, a man spares his son who serves him. And you will again see the distinction between the righteous and the wicked, between those who serve God and those who do not. Do you see what God's saying here? There, you're going to see, you're going to just know by looking at a person who serves God that they are blessed. I'm, God's going to show off through you and he wants to. But what are the people like, what's the point? What's the point? And God is saying, watch what I'm going to do. Watch what I'm going to do. And so many times we limit God. Let me tell you something. If you understand this subject today, it is going to be the difference between you not receiving something from the Lord and between re receiving something from the Lord. And listen, I understand again, I understand that the heart behind these lyrics, I understand you know, we don't want it to seem like uh, we're after something. You know, God's not our genie in a bottle. No, he's not. But if you are concerned about that and you think, and you think to yourself, man, I don't want to be that person that always just wants everything and I don't want to do anything, you know, in, in response to it. Here's an idea. Pray. Pray the way that David did. Pray, say, create in me a clean heart. And give me a pure and right spirit in your eyes. Turn to Psalm 24. Psalm 24 verse 1. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all who live in it. For he founded it upon the seas 
and established it upon the waters. Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart and does not lift up his soul to an idol or swear by what is false. So clean hands, pure heart, not look, not putting anything else ahead of God, not swearing by anything that's false or evil. And look at what happens in verse 5. He will receive blessing from the Lord. So if you approach God with a clean spirit, with a contrite heart, with purity of mind, not putting someone else ahead of him as a natural default response from God, he will receive blessing from the Lord. He will receive blessing from the Lord. You don't, we don't put limits on God. Because we're, we're, we don't, we want to make sure that our hearts are pure. You pray that way. Say, Lord, make sure there's nothing in here. Make sure that you're my first love. Make sure that I'm not after something, but I'm after you. And when we go after God, the blessings follow. It just happens. You can't have God without his blessing. So when you sing songs like that, again, I get where it's coming from. But God doesn't like that. He doesn't want to hear that. He wants to hear stuff like, Lord, I believe in you. Lord, I, I seek you. What does Hebrews 11 verse 6 says? That God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He, he, all, what he wants to hear is, God, I thank you. Because you're so great. I thank you for the great things that you've done. And I thank you that I get to sit in your presence. I thank you that I get to be, I thank you that your presence is here. The Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people. So when you start praising, his presence comes into it and joy comes in and peace comes in. Again, you're just, I get where it's coming from. I do. I do. I, I don't, I don't hate this as much as I hate most lyrics because I do get where it's coming from. But it's just coming from the, the, it's the wrong perspective. Lord, I seek you. I diligently seek you with all my heart. Yes, I, that, that, a pure heart, pureness of heart. What's pure, what's, what's being pure in heart? God's your first love that nothing comes in, in, in front of him. That everything you do is for him. That you have gratitude towards him. That there's no evil there. That you're, you've been cleansed of sin. And you hate sin. And you have a hatred for sin. Because God has a hatred for sin. And if you do that. And you live like that. Deuteronomy 28 verse 2. All these blessings. Shall come upon you. And overtake you. If you obey the voice of the Lord your God. God wants to bless. Write that in your notes. God wants, he is a blesser. He can't help but bless. You're an heir now. You're not a slave anymore. So when you approach God, you say, God, thank you for your presence. Thank you that you're here. And God is like, I am here and I'm a rewarder of you who diligently seek me. Psalm 34 says, uh, Deuteronomy 28 verse 2. Psalm 34, delight yourself in the Lord, 
Delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. God, God doesn't owe me anything. I owe him everything. And God is letting you know tonight, my friends, that if you seek him diligently and, and with a purity of heart and with a clean heart and a contriteness of heart, just like Psalm 24 verse 5 says, you will receive blessing from the Lord. God is letting you know, I want to bless you. I'm here to bless you. Why are you pushing that away? You know, have you ever given a gift to someone? Have you ever like, you've taken the time um, to pick out something that you know the person's really gonna love and, and like you're so excited to give it to them and and you know you you can't wait right you're like because i'm you know when the bible says it's, it's more blessed to give than receive i'm telling you it is when you have something that you know the person's gonna love and you can't wait it's like they have the, you have like this dumb smile on your face and they're like what's going on and you're like because you're so excited to give them this gift that, that you know they're gonna love and then you give it to them and you, you you wait for their response and they're like oh cool thanks and it's like this like super like uninterested, no, no excitement. It's just kind of like, oh, cool. And you're just like, okay, uh, you know, it's like, it, 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 you know what I mean? It is the worst feeling, Jill. I agree because like you, 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 and again, I know that not everyone necessarily is going to have like a big reaction, but you could tell when someone gets something and you know, um, or when someone's like, oh, you don't have to do that. You didn't have to do that. It's like, no, I wanted to do it. I didn't have to do it. I wanted to do it. I wanted to do it because I love you. You mean something to me. You know, and that's what, that's what God is doing. And so when we say stuff like that, he's like, but I want to bless you. I want to bless you. I want you to have all these things. Turn to Psalm 105 because it's important to understand that there is a way to approach God and approach his presence that rather than saying stuff like, oh, I, I'm not here for blessings. You know, I don't need any of that, that there is a way to approach God. And when we approach God in this way, out of sincerity of heart, out of a pure heart, like we read before, because remember when I read in Deuteronomy 28, what did it say? if you obey so it is not a guarantee just for nothing there is a part that we play but if we take the time to play our part and to do what we have to do it's a natural outflow psalm 103 says i bless the lord at all times and forget not all his benefits he's like hey don't forget what i did Psalm 105 verse 1. And I'm going to go through nine things. If you're taking notes. I know I don't always do points. But, but tonight I am. Nine things that we must do in approaching the Lord in His presence. And I believe this is going to help you. Because this will, will help eliminate a misunderstanding about like, should I be saying that? Should I be telling God, no, I don't want anything. I just want you. Or it's like, you know, like I said, if you give someone a gift, well, I don't want that. I, I just want you. It's like, yeah, yeah, you can have both. You can have both. That's the point. You have me. 
And you have this gift that, that I, I took the time to get because I knew it would make you happy. Psalm 105 verse 1. Give thanks to the Lord. Call on his name. Make known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him. Sing praise to him. Tell of all his wonderful acts. Glory in his name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Remember the wonders he has done, his miracles and the judgments he pronounced. Number one, give thanks. This is, I would say, the most important thing that we could ever do. So when we're approaching God, it's not, you know, if I, when I say to God, I say, God, I owe you everything. You have done everything for me. I would be nowhere if not for you. I'm so thankful. I'm so grateful for Jesus. I'm so thankful for, for, for his sacrifice. I'm thankful for how he took my place. I'm thankful for how he stood in my place so I wouldn't have to. I'm thankful for forgiveness. It's like you could, you could, I'm thankful for air in my lungs. I'm thank you, thankful for a roof over my head. I'm thankful for a, a, a wonderful church and a wonderful church family. You know, you could, I, I tell, I mean, I, if, there is no shortage of things to thank the Lord for. My dad brings up a good story about the 10 lepers. Did you know only one of them ended up having, receiving eternal life, the one who came back? That's interesting, isn't it? Only one came back to, to thank Jesus and he gave him eternal life. Um, very interesting, isn't it? Um, so I don't know what happened. But those other nine, they were, they were cleansed and on their way to hell. St cleansed. I should have, I've been thinking about that story. It's funny that, that you brought it up. I've been thinking about that story because it's, it's been on my mind a lot because there's so much you could draw and pull out of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, thankfulness, thankfulness, gratefulness, gratitude, thankful, thanking him for everything. So when, when you approach God, it's not like, oh, you don't know me anything. It's like, no, I thank you for what you've done. I thank you that you're a blesser. I thank you that you're a rewarder of those who diligently seek you. I thank you that there will be a distinction between the righteous and the wicked. I thank you that people will be able to see the great things that you've done through me. I thank you that my life is a testimony. I thank you that I'm living proof of the wonders and glory of God. It's, thank it's gratitude. It's gratefulness. Instead of this fake humility. I don't want anything. I no, it, that's fake humility. That's fake humility. I mean, that, that's because someone I, I feel I don't know. I'm, I, I apologize. But that story of the 10 lepers, I can't I can't shake it because I just it's been on my mind so long. Could someone tell me the reference? Because I want to read it. I think it's important. So if anyone could find the, the reference of the 10 lepers for me and I'm going to read it. So number one, give thanks. Number two says call on his name. So we call on him, whatever you might have. And isn't that interesting, guys? Isn't that interesting that after we give thanks, what do you do? You call on him with requests that you have. Oh, oh I thought we not. I thought we don't want anything from God. Well, no, actually, the very next thing he God is delighted in our faith. 
that we look at him and we say, God can do anything. There's a situation that I'm going through. All I have to do is call on the name of the Lord and he will answer me and he will show me great and mighty things and he will answer my prayer because he's a good God and a great father. Oh, he loves to be believed. He wants you to want, he, he wants you to say, Hey, look at what I'm going to do for you. If only you would believe. Um, okay, I gotta, I gotta read this, this, uh, story of the 10 lepers, Luke 17 verse 11. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go wash yourselves to the priest. And as they went, sorry, go show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, verse 15, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go, your faith has made you well. So he didn't only receive healing, he received, his faith was rewarded. And he received eternal life. Isn't that amazing? What well, I don't know what happened to the other guys. Rise and go, your faith has made you well. Is that something? <laughs> wow. I... I Sometimes you, sometimes you really have to stop and, and think a little bit and be like, God just, he wants to be loved. He wants to be honored. He wants to be thanked and he wants to be believed. He wants to be believed. He doesn't want, he, he's not interested in your unbelief. He's not interested in, in, in your, in your fake humility. He wants you to say, Hey, with God, nothing is impossible. This situation is going to be turned around in the name of Jesus because I serve a God who can do all things, who can do great and mighty things in my situation, in my family situation, in my friend's situation, in our country's situation. Oh, you know, we don't need anything, you know. God's like calling me, what do you want? What happened when, when Jesus healed that man and he said, what do you want me to do for you? Oh, nothing. Nothing. I just want your presence. Okay. Jesus would have been like, all right, whatever. See ya. Call on him. Call on his name. Number three. Make known what he's done. What does that mean? Brag on him a little bit. <laughs> Let people know. Share that testimony. That leper went around and said, hey, telling everybody, look what happened to me. Because leprosy, you understand now, just to be clear, there was no cure. There was no cure. You basically progressively got worse. You had to, you had to leave, you had to like live separately because it was so contagious. That's why, isn't it, it, it? They knew it. That's why they spoke to Jesus at a distance, it says. Because it was so contagious. If you were close, you would get it. Um, so you basically just suffer and suffer and then you die. There's no cure. So he was going to tell everybody, look at what God has, look at what this man Jesus did for me. 
you know that that make known what he's done yeah it's it's bad you could you lose limbs you use, lose fingers it's it is a terrible disease terrible disease and extremely contagious i wonder you know it makes me think i wonder what jesus would do if he was here now and there was a very contagious disease going around i wonder how he would handle it anyways um Number three, make known what he's done. Number four, sing praises to him. So you're probably thinking, well, praise and thanks is the same. Thank, it's actually a little bit different because praising him, you're actually, you're, you're basically uh, um, um, praising him for who he is. When you thank him, you're thanking him for what he's done. And when you praise him, you praise him for who he is. Thank you, Lord, that you're a great God. Thank you that you can do anything. Thank you that you're the Lord, our healer. Thank you that you're the Lord, our provider. Thank you that you're the, you're the Lord, our banner. Thank you, the Lord, that you put um, a hedge of protection around us. That you're giving him praise. You're praising him. Lynn, those people didn't read their Bible. Tell them to read about the, the story of the lepers again. He's not like, hey, get away. Where's your mask? Why aren't you wearing a mask? You know how contagious you are. Sing praises to him. Number four, tell of his wonderful acts. What does that mean? It means you brag on him some more. Not only does he want to be believed, but he wants everyone to know what he's done. Because you know what? There's... Doubt is a, is a very easy thing to have. But when you're letting, letting it be known, look at the miracles that God did. And in this case, what are we talking about? How God split the Red Sea. How we came out of Egypt with no feeble amongst our tribe. How we were healed in the desert. How there was water in the desert. How you sent food in the desert. How you made bitter water sweet for us to drink. How you set us free from our captives. How you destroyed our enemies. Telling all the great things that God has done. Brag some more. Brag some more. Number six, we glory in his name. What does that mean? It means we praise God for who he is, for how he has made himself known. So praising God for his nature, basically. So how he has made himself known. That's a great scripture. Acts 4.20, as for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. Yeah, you can't keep it in. I got to let everybody know. I got to tell the world that what's happened. So we, we praise God for how, listen, for how he has made himself known. We glory in his name. And how has he made himself known? I mentioned a bunch of his names before. That he's a healer. That he's a protector. That he's a mighty fortress. That he's a strong tower. You know, there's an image of like a mother hen who's protecting her chicks under her wing. He's protecting us. He's our banner. He's our shield. You know, all the thing, all the way that, that ways that God has made himself known, we glory in that. Number seven, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. What does that mean? It means there's a desire within us to seek God. There's a desire that's like, I want all of God, everything. I'm an heir. I'm not a slave anymore. 
I don't have to crawl on the ground and grovel anymore. I'm a co-heir with Christ. I'm a child of God. God loves it just like the, the father of the prodigal son. For no other reason than that he loved him because he was his son. And now we've been adopted into the family of God. And we've been made children of God. And so we have a desire to seek him. To seek after him. To love him. To desire what he desires. That We hate what he hates. We love what he loves. We say, God, whatever you desire, put those desires in me. Because he's, why do we seek him? Because he's so mighty, he's so holy, he's so gracious. These are all things that he does. You're putting a limit on God when you say oh, that, that kind of stuff. Oh, I'm not here for blessing. He is a blesser. He can't be anything else. It's like against his nature to not bless. You know, but we don't, you know, we don't go to God like he's Santa Claus with a list or something like that. That's not what it's about. But I think I've made it pretty clear. <laughs> Of what it is about. And if you choose to do it that way, you're, you're not going to provoke a blessing like that. So, so there's no point. Because God sees right through it. If you're not sincere in heart. But when you are. When you are. And you have a desire to seek him. You rejoice in that. You can't wait. I can't wait to get to the house of the God. I, uh, house of the Lord. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. It's not a chore. It's not like, oh man, I got to pray again. Oh man, I got to read my Bible again. Uh, we just went to church last week. We have to go again? No, we rejoice in those things. Because we love God. He's our first love. Forsaking all else and seeking Him first. Number eight. Look to the Lord as our source of protection. Look to the Lord and His strength. Look to the Lord. As our only source. Not our second choice. Not in case something else doesn't work. Not the plan B. Not the well that didn't work out. Um, so I guess, I, guess, I guess I'll go to God. Um, no. As our only source. God you're my source. Every, all, figuratively all my eggs are in your basket. I only have a plan A. And it's actually plan G. Which is God. Plan G. We only have a plan G. Put that in your notes if, if you're taking notes. Plan God. Only. Only. Look to the Lord as our only source. And number nine. Remember the wonders he has done. His miracles. And the judgments he pronounced. What does that mean? It means. Don't forget. There's going to be moments. And there's. Can I tell you two. Two examples. There's going to be a moment, number one, where everything's going super well. So, you know, when everything's going super well, you, you kind of feel like, oh, I, I don't need anything right now, so I'm good to go. And it's easy to forget what God's done because you're like, you kind of forgot that anything happened anyways, right? So even when things are like, everything's going right your way, no challenges, no issues, you still remember the great things God has done. And you still start every day by thanking him. Lord, thank you for waking me up. Thank you that I'm awake today. Thank you that I have a nice hot cup of coffee or whatever you might have. Thank you for food on the table. Thank you that I have clothes to wear. 
just just thanking him and then there's the times if there is a challenge remember a challenge is not doesn't have to be a defeat a challenge only becomes a defeat if you let it defeat you but you're an overcomer and you're more than a conqueror so whatever that thing might be you can and you will overcome it with the strength of the lord so in those moments where there might be a challenge don't forget the lord remember the wonders he had done don't be like the israelites that everything was great and then something happened and then they're, they're whining and complaining again as if they completely forgot all that god had done for them previous they did forget so remember the wonders he has done because god will not let you down he can't fail against his nature you see we're glorying in his name in how he's made himself known he can't fail he can't fail he can't lie he was he's not going to say something like whoa that's a tough one i don't think i'm going to be able to do that no with god anything is possible all things are possible you know that i have like these like wooden plaques or pictures whatever with that verse two two of them that look different and i keep them um, in my living room so every moment I sit on my couch that's all I see on both sides with God all things are possible you know that's why God also says in, in um, you know to write things on the doorposts of your house to tie them to your your wrist you know to, so that you put in put me in remembrance so there's an easy way to remember God to never forget him put him in remembrance everything everywhere scriptures everywhere promises everywhere and most importantly like it says in the book of joshua meditate on this book of instruction this is going to let you know what you need to do it's going to god's made himself known in his word because his word is his will in print and so he's made himself known to you and you glory in that so by saying stuff like i'm not here for blessings you're not glorying in that you're saying the, what you think is the good Christian thing to say. Oh, I don't want God to think I'm just after his blessing. Again, if you're worried about that, pray. Say, Lord, give me a pure heart and a clean spirit. Let me seek you with sincerity. Let me be one of those people that those who seek the Lord rejoice. That it's all that matters to me. That it's sincere. That it's coming of a pure place. That it's coming from a righteous place. Pray that. And he'll help you. The spirit will help you. That's the great thing about the Holy Spirit. He helps you. He guides you. You're not left to your own devices. You have the strength of the spirit operating on the inside of you. I want to pray one prayer um, before we close tonight. And I pray that this helped you. I, 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 and again, this is something that I, I, I stay very strongly on because I believe in it strongly. Because like I said before at the beginning, understanding this will be the difference between you receiving something from God or not receiving something from God. And if you're watching me here tonight and you don't know God as your father and you're saying, hey, I don't want to be a slave anymore. I want to be an heir. I want to be a son or daughter of the most high God. Well, you can be that tonight. You can pray a simple prayer and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Be, don't be those nine lepers. Be that one leper who got, uh, 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 what he, who got what he needed, which was a healing, and then came back and thanked Jesus 
and got eternal life. It's both. And you can have that. You can have that tonight. Because I'm going to tell you something, and I'm not going to shy away from telling you this. But there is a heaven, and there is a hell. And when I talked about eternal life, what does that mean? It means that at the end of your life, whenever it ends, you're going to go to one of those two places. And you think, well, I don't believe in that stuff. You're free to not believe in it. But there's going to be a point where you are going to believe in it. And you're going to remember this night and wish that you made up your mind the right way. And wish that you made a decision for Jesus Christ. And the best part is, the same way that the father welcomed his son back. The son had done many bad things. But he welcomed, a, oh, he ran to him with open arms. Put on a robe, gave him a ring, and threw him a celebration dinner. And that's what's going to happen in heaven. When you make your life right with Jesus. So don't wait another minute. Don't waste another moment. Today is your day. The Bible says that today is a day of salvation. Don't be one of those people who are like, well, you know, I'll, I'll event when I get older, um, I'll eventually make that decision. No, today is the day. So pray this prayer. If you, if you can't identify a time in your life where you've made your life right with God, now's the time. Pray this prayer out loud, out of your mouth. Why do we say it out loud? Because the Bible says that if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth, so that's out loud, that Jesus is Lord will be saved. So that's why we say it out loud. It's not, a, a, it's not some kind of religious ritual. It's what the scripture says. So pray this out loud, out of your mouth. I'm going to say it. You just repeat it after me. Say, Father, I give you my life. Forgive me of all my sins. I believe in my heart that you raised Jesus from the dead. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and my Savior. I choose to follow you and not turn back. Thank you that I am now saved. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, please message this account. Let us know. Uh, we're going to get a Bible to you. And uh, we welcome you to the family of God. And it's a great family. If, you, if you've been watching the broadcast, you can see all the great people that are on here. And there's no shortage of great people everywhere. Amen.